Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about our boys, chapter four. It's not, Ooh. It's not chapter four, it's chapter six. I god damn it. I remember <laughs> not to say season and then I said the wrong goddamn episode number. It is chapter six, Acceptance of Silence is the title of the episode. Which of course relates mostly to Avishay, who's still in his acceptance, he's been arrested. He's in an interrogation room where he spends all the episode basically outside of the ending where he leaves uh all the episode and most of this episode i would say is around talking to him and trying to make him talk uh because this is a little filmmaking touch that i really liked about this is that it never even though we see them in the control room you know the surveillance room looking at the monitors for the other two for you know yosef and the other uh you know nephew it mm. never we never squint to the room with them we never go in and actually hear them speaking all we hear is what comes over the comms we hear them talking about what's happened already in those rooms we never go into those rooms the only room that we ever go in as the audience is Abishay's. so uh, and forgive me i'm sick so if i make any unfortunate noises i apologize in advance i will try my best to keep it to a minimum uh, for once it's not me sniffing into the microphone i know oh god how do you do it tara how do you do it uh so um that's been a really good episode i thought because it was so focused and it was so mm-hmm. revolving around the one idea of can we get uh, avishay to talk and interesting that when he does kind of eventually talk we don't get to see it we they're actually holding us in suspense until next episode to see what he says on the the recreation the reenactment sorry right we see the first thing that he says and then it cuts away yeah we, we hear him just say say the one sentence we hear him say uh to his therapist which is a big part of the plot is that he he did not murder anyone he finally says that that's the first real thing he says uh so yeah so early on the episode uh simon or sorry we got a comment last episode about mispronouncing simon's name um, and obviously we're seeing the spelling we're just saying simon because it looks like simon and part of the reason why that it's not that i didn't notice that they were saying it a little bit differently it's more that I was worried that trying to imitate how they were saying it would come off just sound like a bad impression. I think they're saying Simon. I I don't have an ear for Hebrew. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm worried that me saying Simon every time is is offensive. <laughs> so I don't want to do it. So I'm going to keep calling him Simon, but that's why. Is I'm just calling yeah. him something that's safe. Um, and if people could you know correct me or tell me that's right and I should be saying that, sure. But it feel, I, I feel like I'm doing a bad impression so he comes in uh there's another person with him for a little bit but he comes in takes the cuffs off and tries to talk to him and explains like i know you feel betrayed because i tricked you i conned you by pretending to be someone that you could trust and i understand that you're upset but here's the thing i don't think you did this i don't think you've got it in you to actually murder someone i think you might have been there i think you might know what happened but every mm-hmm. time, every second that you don't say something and the others are starting to break, you're going to go th- throw under the bus for this, at least equally to them, if not more so, because they're the ones doing all the talking. Uh, even right. even though we know that they're not really talking that much, because like otherwise all these tactics wouldn't be happening to try and get Avishay to talk. Uh, so yeah, well, I mean, we sort of see through the camera that we see um, uh, the main guy, the older one, Yosef. Yosef, yeah, we we see him talking but he's just rambling going on and on and on and his story is inconsistent and that's that's all we really know and uh it's because he's just nervous and he just can't stop he can't stop talking yeah uh whereas obviously avishay has got the silence thing going on 
and he just sits there and Simon gets this idea of like contacting the therapist and he, he does uh, and asks her to come down to this this prison that they've got him at and she's very nervous about this. I mean, she 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 thinks she's got an appointment with Avishai. She doesn't know he's been arrested yet. And she goes for mm-hmm. that appointment first. And she actually sees uh, the rabbi. Uh, not his father, but one of the rabbis uh, that we met before. I think it's Joseph's... It's his grandfather, I think. I think it's Joseph's dad. Uh, who's yeah. there with another uh, rabbi who's there for, for treatment. And... There's a little detail there where he... He asked uh, that she not revealed that he recommended Avishai to to her uh which she agrees to although it's interesting at this point like the police already know like they already know uh what you know what's going on there in that sense but when she goes down i thought this was where the episode got really interesting for me is that she brought her husband and her husband was insisting that he go with her and they were making sure because she's genuinely worried that if she goes in there and gets questioned that she may not come back out she's worried she she thinks this is like a almost like a stapo level uh kind of thing where they'll just hold her and not let her go right well i mean we've seen before her hostility towards uh simon's character because he is part of he he's trying to look for guilt and anything that she says could be taken that way even if it's not admission so she she doesn't like cooperating because she knows they're just gonna cherry pick what they need from whatever she says but i think it also maybe tells us how how they are seen by the public uh how, how yeah. the places like this prison are seen by by everyone else like they're seen as this kind of uh totalitarian sort of idea yeah where... well this is not the police though right this is it, uh, it shabbat it's called oh sure yeah well i was thinking specifically this uh like because they're at like a prison it's not they're not at like like their station or whatever they're at uh this, that's true yeah that's this big prison place and yeah shabbat like so it was making me think that okay so maybe this is a repetition they have this idea even though we see them like you know on one of our plots like fighting to try and get an, a, a confession before the lawyers come in they are still mm-hmm. adhering to to civil rights but uh, that is not the reputation they have the reputation they have is the same way the fact that hussein thinks that they don't treat the case properly even though we've seen simon and, and co treat it like the big case that it is and mm-hmm. focus on it so it's the idea that there's all these reputations that they have uh, and how that is differ differs from what we've actually seen with them, but yeah, well, it's all about perspective anyway, right? Like we don't. I mean, to Hussein, he's been out of the loop for everything, so the only information he's really getting is just these little bits and pieces, and like even when he's confronted with the the fact that we do have people in custody, like he's upset that he doesn't know about it and. He, I mean, he gets all his information from an angry mob, so you know he has to fill in the blanks with with whatever he can get, and it's uh maybe maybe I'm being cold here, but like, isn't that like how it should work though? Like, it shouldn't the police shouldn't be telling the the victims' True, but family, if you don't trust the police anyway, yeah. <laughs> but there's a reason why you don't just tell them when you think you've got someone because you get their hopes up. Like, you wait until you know. You wait until you have someone that, like, you know, like. It just it feels like that's the way it should be done to to an extent, but yeah, I know. But then you're constantly being surrounded by people who are telling you that the police lie and oh, sure, they don't yeah. care about you because you're not Israeli. So, but no. So this this was really interesting for me because this was like her hesitation to go in, and then when Simon talks to her, he 
you know, he he's talking about Avishay and how he's silent and how they've got him linked to this and asks her genuine, do you think he could have done this? And she says, no, I don't think he's got that in him. Like, Yosef, if he has done it, Yosef must have, like, talked him into it or, you know, forced him into it. And Simon's like, yeah, honestly, I actually agree. I don't think he has it in him, but he's not talking. Yeah. He's taking this, this I think uh, you could tell that from the the other episode or the last one at least too where he's just yeah. like I don't have enough like I don't think it's him. And but, I think he sees a lot of like his own struggles with or just like his own growing up and how important that Yeah, because we've seen that, that he's not like is for him. Yeah, he's not like super religious. We've seen that with with Simon. No, but his, his family obviously is because his brothers are rabbis. Oh, he's not exactly. So, exactly. So the idea that Avishai is... He's definitely had that path before where he's just like, do I do what my brother does or do I go my own way? Yeah, exactly. The, the idea that, that Avishai is also going through the same struggle where he's clearly at a crossroads where he doesn't know if he wants to go down this path. And right. Simon can see that and he can recognize it and relates and to it. And he knows that that is the biggest struggle that, like a kid his age, is go- can go through. So any kind of anxiety that he's feeling is, you know, in theory that's that's enough. Like that's enough of a reason for him to go through that. Yeah. So he he says like he's taking this acceptance of silence, and even though he's still allowed under this this vow to write things down, he's not doing it. And yes, Tara's cat's doing something off camera and I can see her smiling at him. Oh my god, he's so funny right now. But he's like, I want you to speak to him. And she's like, I don't want to interrogate him. He's like, no, I'm not asking you to. And we can't watch. Like, it's, you know, like, we, we can't watch this. I just want you to talk to him. I want you to, like, get him into a better state of mind. I want you to help him. And she's very hesitant. She doesn't want to do it. And it's not until she talks to her husband who kind of like, hey, it's still patient, you know, doctor confidentiality. They can't watch. They can't listen and you want to help him you believe that he didn't do this and he he needs help like and we, we know she yeah. cares about him everything we've seen with her and her patients and especially with avishay has definitely shown us that she does care about him you know whenever he's phoned her whenever we've seen her with him it's always felt that way yeah and her husband came off so like assertive at first and aggressive that i thought that he wasn't going to take their side at all on this like i thought he was going to be an antagonist to them the whole time but but really he's the reason that she goes in like to to talk to avishay and get him to break his silence for his own sake you know she's there yeah. to treat him not to and that, that's not seen... to help him confess just to help him be in the right state of mind to save himself yeah that scene um is the best scene in the episode where she comes in and talks to him it's this one extended sequence essentially uh, at least I think it was. If it was cut in two, I, I don't remember it being cut, but I know it was. It was because uh, it was when she pulled out the book, there was a cut there, and it came back after she'd already written a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. But uh, you know, she goes in and she sits down and she brings him like a drink, which he gulps down entirely in one go. And she's brought in like a pad and some pens, and she wants to like do some exercises. Clearly, things she's done with him in the past. There's, you know, it's this little. We've diagram. seen it too. She does yeah. the air, the arrow. The yeah. depression at how much percent and anxiety at how much percent and what's your like first thought or something that comes to your mind well if the person she's treating is like really like insecure about math and you're asking them for percentages and you're like oh don't ask me for percentages <laughs> does she have like an alternate system six thousand percent anxiety right now because i hate math. <laughs> does, she, does she switch to like a, a letter grading system all right it is most anxious <laughs> an F is not anxious at all. 
but <laughs> no, just just pondering. Uh, but no, I love the acting in this scene because Avishai does not say anything. Uh, obviously, until the very end of the second part of the scene, where he just reacts, and as she talks to him about how he is about the pressures that he's going through that, that she doesn't want to pressure him into going back to the school or anything like that that she's there for him at one point he breaks down crying and it was a great when, performance when she brings up the school yeah that's when he bring when he starts crying um so i think he already knows at this point that he's not going to go that he can't that he's going to disappoint his family and not go mm. He says also that he doesn't deserve to live and he wants to kill himself. That's like the first thing he says. Or he writes down. Yeah, we don't hear this from. The first The first thing he says is that he's not a murderer. That he didn't murder anyone. Right. Um, which is a big deal because it's like the whole idea of her coming in is to get him to speak. Not to get a confession per se, mm-hmm. but to get him to at least stick up for himself and actually, if he does have an innocent side to the story, then give that side. And yeah. The first thing that comes out of his mouth is, I am not a murderer. So that is like a really nice culmination to the, of the build-up of this sequence, I think. Um, and of course, we actually cut away. We don't get to see what he says after that point. You know, we, Simon comes in and talks to him, and he, we, we hear enough that he's, he's willing to talk to him now, but we don't actually get to hear what he actually says about the night, about the case. We see that they've got some new security footage of them, like the, you know, the uncle and the two, two boys hanging out um, at one of the stores. <laughs> Although there's nothing, nothing in it that's uh, uh, incriminating, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but uh, it's like, okay, so they're building a timeline, but they want to do this recreation, this this reenactment of what what happened and sort of drive them from location to location. And he's presumably, presumably going to tell the story of what happened next episode. But of course, the added bit of tension here, which makes this cliffhanger at the end of the episode so good, is that... That means they have to go to where Hussein and everyone else lives, and they have to go through those areas, which, as we have been seeing, are a riot zone and full of yeah. angry people. And they're going to drive someone who's, who's a suspect. You know, like, they're going to see someone with them, and they're going to hear they're doing a reenactment and go, wait, this is one of them then. This is the guy who killed our, you know, Muhammad. Like, yeah, who's become a martyr. So, correct me, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but this feels super dangerous to me, like taking him out to that uh, area. Yeah, I imagine the next episodes could be very intense. Yeah, I, I am, I'm looking forward to it. I, I feel like we're going to get a really action-packed episode. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I, in the way that this episode has action, thinking episode two is, is a action-packed episode. Uh, I'm, I'm excited because you know, there's a bit of a, a blurb at the start where we see a b- bunch of news footage, sort of explaining the state of the the country and what's happening in terms of the actual like conflict and tanks are you're talking about rockets being launched too um i didn't really follow all that but uh yeah i don't necessarily understand everything they said in this section um but uh, it gives you an idea that the tensions are high and that you know we're they're on the verge of war i mean simon says that at one point uh because of this uh so no and obviously one of the subplot a couple of subplots here one is that they are dealing with the the lawyers, but the guy who you know it's his job to like sort of have relations with the family, the victim's family, goes to see Hussein, and Hussein again is very confrontational with him, doesn't want to talk to him, you know, demands to know like who who the suspects are, is angry that he's not been given information, uh, but you know the guy like does what he can and like gives him his number and says, look, we're trying to do this the best we can. And we're trying to yeah. keep things calm. 
and he's like uh, and he's saying it's offended almost that he thinks you've just been sitting here to make me to calm down he's like no i'm I'm, i misphrased that like that's not really what i meant but we are trying to keep everything calm like everything like everyone around you i think it's a nice follow-up from the episode where we got before where hussein said like where everybody was trying to keep the situation under a certain type (laughs) of control and he is but he is so full of grief and he's like, no, this is how I want things to go. I want my son to be with me and buried over here. And because he didn't listen to uh, what was suggested, it it ended up that he lost his son and like his son had to be buried in a place that he didn't want in a public place where everybody was around. Yeah, essentially what you're and saying there is basically like what, what, what you're saying there is, is that there's already proof to him that what the police are suggesting is actually the right thing to do with him in mind. Right. And, and because Hussein, even though he's surrounded by an angry mob and, and just these, both his other son and I don't know if it's his brother or something, is just <clears throat> constantly just in each ear telling him, don't trust the yeah, cops, because don't listen to them, they're not on your side. Because when he gets the call to do the reenactment and he says that they're going to do this, mm-hmm. uh, like the son, the other son is like, hey, we shouldn't let it go to trial. Like, he's like, no, we should murder them. We, you know, we should get to them and murder them. That should not be, like, you know, a justice thing. That should not be in the courts. That should not be jail time. Yeah, because they think because they're they're Jewish kids, they're going to be let go. Like, how long until we just let them go? Yeah. Um. So, you know, and again, Hussein's reaction to this is, like, what sort of thuggish language is that? Like, no, like, Hussein, despite the fact that obviously he should be very upset, is as level-headed as he can be yeah and he's trying his best but and- he, he's fighting it though because we've seen him be a part of the mob too and you can see it kind of getting to him because he he's angry and he has every right to be angry but he's still not angry to the point where he is uh, not level-headed well the, the question i have then is well what about next episode then when he wants this reenactment to go through and let it play out because he believes that that'll help the investigation yeah the angry mob i don't see going along with this i don't see them because even in that scene like his brother nope. and his son look at each other with these eyes like yeah we're not going to let this happen like we are going to cause trouble and i assume they're going to bring police protection there's going to probably going to be like a, a little escort but right i can't imagine that it's going to go smoothly because uh, so, we end the episode with like well, they're on their way yeah. like they're in the car and they're on their way like Avishay is in the back seat and there's a camera on him to capture everything he's going to say so there's also the, the scene where um, where Hussein is pushing debris away for a uh, like a bulldozer to come through and try to clean up the area so that they can drive through safely too mm. and everybody who's with Hussein is just on the sidelines, like with their arms crossed, like just watching him. He's the only one working to help the police, basically at this point. Mm. Like nobody is really there to assist him, even though he's the one <laughs> who's like they're supposed to be surrounding and yeah. helping. Well, it goes it goes back again to the idea of like, do they really care about Hussein and Mohammed, or do they just want no. this for their cause? And the idea that like he. Like, if he's not following their company line, as it were, then they're mad at him now. And that's... Yeah. It, it just it kind of shows their true colours. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a really great little moment, actually. Although, I must admit, I did crack a little joke to myself about uh, picking up graphite as he was picking up a piece of, like, concrete. Um, I couldn't help but think of it. Man, I love Chernobyl. Chernobyl's what so a good show. 
we'll do our anniversary set of reviews next year uh, we'll just watch it again and <laughs> talk about it one more time it's been one year since chernobyl started let's let's do it again yeah. round two uh, or more like round six for me i've already watched it a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it may, may, hey, if we're lucky maybe hbo will make chernobyl 2 tokyo drift Ooh. <laughs> yeah i saw that online it's a bad joke <laughs> oh dear but um no i i i dug this episode a lot i i think all the little subplots are really good um you know because we, we see the whole hearing in the, the courtroom about arguing if, if not like they should get defense lawyers in immediately uh, or if they get some time to try and crack them first and right. they, they only get 12 hours but what i thought was interesting in this scene is that the you know the, the main dude that we've been following here he actually he kind of does all this stuff where he stands up in the, the other lawyer, the, the 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 guy who's arguing there should have defense lawyers in there, he basically implies that this defense guy is a shady individual who, who yeah, he was pretty funny actually. Yeah, he he's, he kind of accuses him of like defending like awful people and guilty people and like again, it was just this little slice of life moment where I just I completely got the 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 context in the scene of who this is <laughs> and the sort of person that he is um yeah it was really good he was really quick and uh really sharp witted and it was uh it was funny i really liked that scene because the guy stands up and says oh you're threat you're 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 you know in danger of a, a defamation lawsuit here and he's like okay i'll move on then but like he's made his point he's made his point that this guy's like a sleazeball who defends yeah you know criminals so no yeah, it, was, it was a nice little touch nice little touch um like I, said, I like how focused this was i think all the scenes with avishay were really well performed yeah, I really like his reaction shots, both when Simon walked in the room and when uh, his therapist did too. Yeah, yeah, because his shock when he sees her is quite great, and like I say, when he breaks down is a phenomenal moment. And so, yeah, maybe he is actually somewhat innocent. Maybe he was there, and maybe felt powerless to to like stop it, or you know, like because I mean, if you're with two guys who are willing to beat someone and burn them alive, are you feeling confident enough about stopping them? Like, are you worried about what they'll do to you? If you, I mean, Vishay, from what we've seen, has never seemed like a a very strong character, like strong will. Yeah, very timid. He's a very timid person. Yeah. So I I can I can almost imagine him in my head just kind of like staring and like panicking a little bit in the inside and not knowing what to do, as as these two yeah. do this awful thing. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see next episode. Uh, what to do with this looking this forward to it reenactment. i am looking forward to this next episode i'm really looking forward to this next one me uh, too i i'm really enjoying this show uh quite a bit actually but it is uh, uh i'm dreading but looking forward to the next episode which is a really good sign yeah and uh so just as we wrap this up here so uh thank you very much for for watching our, our course and listening but um we i think i don't know if it was on this but we joked a little while ago that tara was kind of the unofficial hbo co-host for like reviewing tv oh, yeah. and tara responded with that says yeah but i mean it's like i'll be doing watchmen except it's turned out now that tara will be doing the the watchmen reviews with me so <laughs> so yes you are basically gonna the H- watch them anyway yeah you are the hbo <gasps> co-host with the exception of the deuce which i am doing with connor in fact the first review of season three just went up earlier tonight at the time of recording so exciting go check that out that's a good show hbo makes good shows typically even ones with franco in it even ones with franco in it he's actually pretty good in it he's not the best part of it maggie gyllenhaal is a powerhouse in that show she's great i never watched the deuce but i do like her a lot 
Uh, honestly, see once it's see once it's done. I mean, the whole thing's only like twenty something episodes because it's like see eight episodes, nine episodes, and I think this season's eight episodes again. So it's not a long show. You could you could do just the whole thing. It. Yeah, you could just binge the whole thing. Uh, it would work really well. Uh, it's really good. But yeah, go check out me and Connor's reviews for the Deuce. Uh, we had some good conversations about season one and two. So season three's on now if you're interested in that. That'll be on the same feed as this on the audio feed, uh, as is the Righteous Gemstones, which is the comedy drama that me and Tara are also reviewing right now. Uh, and as previously mentioned, Watchmen's coming next month, and me and Tara will be doing that. So look forward to, to beow, watching. Beow, beow, beow. Uh, but you can, of course, rate the podcast on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts being the most common one, and give us five stars, helps more people find us. Uh, you can, of course, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Tara, what can they do to support us uh, with their, their monies? Uh, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash TV. You can donate as little as a dollar per month, and that dollar gets you bonus episodes of other shows we do so uh check it out yeah uh and you can uh it's not quite the deuce or 42nd street but you can pay to get me to watch a movie if you're rich enough for it uh and i'll do it and review it so we also have movie suggestion pages too <laughs> we, do. we do we do we do which only costs you the one dollar uh no they cost more right. than that five that's the five dollar tier yeah to go into the vault and the the crypt reactor, the reactor yeah okay the five dollar the tier. tier there you go uh so yeah um but that is us that is that has been almost cancelled that has been our boys episode six if they'll remember the right number this time uh so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla <laughs>